0: Good morning and welcome to Friday morning, February the 24th in 2023 on When I Rise. Today we come to the end of year A, the first Sunday in Lent, and on the Friday of the week we would like to take a look at the gospel passage, which comes to us from this week from the Revised Comma Lectionary, and this week of the church's calendar year, and we find ourselves back in the gospel of Matthew, going backwards a little bit, Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 through 11. So let me read that passage provide a couple points for reflection, and then we'll spend our time praying along the theme that we find there. Thanks for making us part of your morning on When I Rise. Let's allow our souls to rise and meet God together in a time of prayer. Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 through 11. Then the Spirit led Jesus up into the wilderness so that the devil might tempt Him. After Jesus had fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, he was starving. The tempter came to him and said, Since you're God's son, command these stones to become bread. Jesus replied, It's written, people don't live only by bread, but by every word spoken by God. After that, the devil brought him to the holy city and stood him at the highest point of the temple. He said to him, Since you are God's son, throw it yourself down, for it is written, I will command my angels concerning you, and they will take you up in their hands so that you won't hit your foot on a stone. Jesus replied, Again, it is written, Don't test the Lord your God. Then the devil brought him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. He said, I'll give you all these if you bow down and worship me. Jesus responded, Go away, Satan, because it is written, you will worship the Lord your God and serve him only. The devil left him and the angels came and took care of him. This is the Word of God for us. One of the questions that uh, Christian theologians have grappled with from the very beginning is, like, when was Jesus victorious over sin and death, right? And there's uh, a variance of explanations or conclusions to that. I think most Protestants would say that the cross and the resurrection together, or maybe just the cross, or maybe just the resurrection, is the crowning moment of Jesus, that he is reigning from Calvary's hill and through the empty tomb. Uh, We sing at Christmas time that Jesus was Lord at his birth, and so some would suggest that even at his incarnation, at at his his birth, like he's reigning as the one who is now in control over the heavens and the earth. I think it was Irenaeus who thought that in his uh, doctrine of recapitulation, he said that uh, the moment in which Jesus rescued humanity was his overcoming the temptations uh, from the devil in the wilderness, because this seems to call back to what happens, what we already read about this week in Genesis 2 and 3, where Adam and Eve uh, disobeyed the command of God. And so because of that, there seemed to be this shattering, this cascade effect in all the cosmos. And so when Jesus decides to go the other direction here in the temptation narrative, um, he begins to unwind the curse of humanity, and he begins to provide an opportunity for us all to be set free. Um, it's just worth noting that in only Matthew four and Luke four are the temptation narratives of Jesus, and you'll notice I notice that the order of the temptations are are different. Right, uh, the last two uh, temptations, two and three, are different from Matthew's account to Luke's account, but nevertheless there's jesus he's in the wilderness it says for 40 days just worth noting in the bedouin community 40 is just a considerable amount of time um, we also know in the book of exodus that the people of god are in the wilderness for 40 years but if you actually you and i get to the details of when they came and left from the wilderness it's actually 42 years and so 40 was just arbitrary number it's like um I remember my son, Ezra, when he would exaggerate a number when he was younger, he'd say eleven-five. right? And so uh, Jesus is in the wilderness for some time, a considerable time. He is starving, according to our passage this morning, because of his fast as he's praying and spending time with God. And that's when he's tempted. And it just seems like Matthew's got a, some sort of a, a plan for the way that temptations roll out. Uh, the first one is on the, basis, the basic human need of food, right? So he wants to feed Jesus in in response to his allegiance and uh, jesus refuses and then he takes him to the high point in jerusalem and it says that he should jump off because he'll be protected so this is like an an escalating form of care uh but then like there's like this temptation to bow down and worship him and he'll give him the nations right and so it seems like there's this like ascending um ascending uh stakes right uh the bread for today uh, the protection for the violence that might happen upon you sparingly uh, but also like the ultimate destiny of being able to like co-rule the world, like so it's like this increasing measure. We notice that Jesus uh, responds to these temptations with some recitation from Deuteronomy six through eight. Uh, we know uh, from some ancient sources that these were verses that Jesus would have known from a very early age. I think it was required by the time he had his bar mitzvah at the age of twelve or thirteen. Um, So, Jesus knew this stuff Um, and so he was able to, even though he was tired, uh, probably irritable because he hasn't been eating or drinking, he's able to retrieve this religious knowledge and allows him uh, to stand firm under the temptation. And so, what can we say of all these things? Um, Jesus, um, he modeled the way of life for us. He didn't just pave the way and uh, provide our salvation, but he also provided the way for us to live. Paul says this as much in the book of Philippians where he says that he wants to know Christ and the fellowship of his sufferings, right? And so um, Christian theology might have a, at one level like a substitutionary idea where like Jesus does something instead of us, Um, he goes on our behalf. Paul also opens up this dimension of participatory life with Christ or union with Christ. And so here we have uh, a model for us um, because it seems like these same types of temptations, are the food for today, um, the the care that we might need, the extraordinary protection and security from time to time in a moment of threat or weakness, and then this temptation to extend beyond the, the things given to us, to crave and to covet things beyond what is really in our grasp. Um, those temptations are evergreen for all of us and so what we have in the life of jesus here is to find there's a pattern of life that we can soak ourselves in scripture not just in the recitation of scripture but also in the application of scripture so that we can stand under the temptation that comes our way right so this is a good first place to go in the season of lent i love how Year a does this we go to this challenge early in the ministry of jesus where his body is buffeted, where his mind is buffeted, and really where his desires are tested. And Jesus stands up underneath the test. So this meets you and I today because uh, we might have tests in varied um, varied shapes as well. And so as we engage and grapple with those tests today, we now have a model. We can trust in Christ's power that's within us, but we can also trust in Christ's example by um, recalling the words of God, treasuring those words in our hearts, and allowing us to find the true way forward. So with those things in mind, we'll spend some time praying to our God this morning. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we thank you today that we can approach the challenges in our life um, with the power that's uh, within Christ, within us. We can also uh, engage in the struggles and the challenges that we have because of the example of Christ that is set before us. And so we thank you that a life soaked in scripture that uh, meditates on the word of God day and night um, gives us the strength to endure challenges that we can anticipate and those that are a surprise to us. And so we thank you, Christ, that you came and you um, wrestled uh, away the enemy from this world that you love and that you brought all of us in redemption uh, with you. Uh, through the cross and through the tomb and into your exaltation. And so this day we um, confess that we need your help once more. Uh, we're in over our head at some level. And we pray that as we trust in you that your power would be at work within us, that we'd sense your provision um, available to us for this challenge that we have ahead. God, I pray that we'd also find strength in numbers, that we would trust the body of Christ, the wisdom of others and people confiding in us, that we'd have the words to say to sustain the worry this day so that we could all be strengthened together and so, and in doing so, glorify Christ in the earth. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.